Hey guys, welcome back to Beyond the Bandwagon. I'm Kyla, and with me today and every podcasting day is my co-host, Elias. Hey. Today on the podcast, we're going to be covering matchups that we like this week and ones that we don't, and our starting lineups for the rest of week one. But before we go there, first things first, wasn't that Packers and Bears game just the worst game on earth? Packers Bears truly an homage uh, to football 100 years ago. Yeah, that's what the NFL was going for, and that's yeah. what they got. Uh, Packers won 10 to three. Um, truly a game where it was hard to get into the flow of the game. The yeah. offenses had no flow. It was all defense. Um, there have most definitely been some Thursday night games to start off the year in recent years that have been much better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, fantasy wise, a couple of winners, um, and there really only were a couple of winners. Yeah. Only two actually. Uh, Jimmy Graham. Yeah. The first one. He caught the only touchdown of the game, but fun fact, he's only 48% owned in Yahoo leagues. Well, I think draft wise, like on ESPN, he was in what, like number 15, he something was like down that. There, I mean, yeah. so like, you know, a uh, 10 team league. Well, he hasn't looked the same since he left the Saints. You know, he's not been the, but he kind of looked like the Jimmy Graham of, of old on Thursday night. Well, and on the touchdown too, I mean, it was kind of a broken route and, and Rogers just pointed to him yeah. and just basically threw it up for, for grabs. And he's a former basketball player and, yeah. that, and he just went and got it. <laughs> yep. That's all it was. Yep. Uh, but three catches, 30 yards and a TD in our league. Um, he had 10.5 points. And then Allen Robinson. Yeah, the only other winner. Had seven receptions for 102 yards. And uh, in our league, the Wet Willies, who is Alina's team, had him, but she had him on her bench. And he got like 15-something points, I think. Rough start for week one uh, <laughs> for her. But when you look at her starting lineup, receiver-wise... If the Wi-Fi will help she me out has here. Uh, let me Michael see. Thomas and Jarvis Landry. Oh, yeah. Uh, she she also Jarvis. has Travis Kelsey, too, who is like having another receiver. True, and she had Tariq Cohen uh, in her starting lineup. Um, oh, yeah, her, speaking of losers spot, He got 8.9 points in our league. Uh, eight catches, but uh, from the backfield, no rush yards to speak of. Yeah, yeah. The, the running back situation in Chicago was exactly as we expected. It was a by-committee type thing with Tariq and Mike Davis, David Montgomery, all getting some touches and a few points, but none really to speak of. Yeah, All, all getting time. Yeah. But uh, I, I don't think we can really evaluate Green Bay or Chicago yet just because the right. game clearly was not up to our expectations. Yeah. And you have to expect both offenses to get better. And not only that, this may have been – uh, a great example of why teams need to play in the in the preseason. Yeah, definitely. Trubisky <laughs> uh, was not on his game whatsoever right. at all. Uh, he was projected twenty two point seven seven points in our league. Uh, he earned eight point two two. He finished twenty six for forty five with two hundred and twenty eight yards and one pick. He also rushed for eleven. Um, not what you would expect from him no and you've got to think that every everybody on on both teams is going to get better going forward hopefully yeah i mean speaking of quarterbacks aaron Rodgers, not the best game either not the worst but not the best (laughs) 
and and Devonte Adams as well oh, uh, projected 15 points in our league. Uh, he earned 5.6. Yeah, and catches for 36 yards. The uh, thing that made me the most upset, obviously, Aaron Rod or not Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones. I have him on my team, and I did choose to start him on my flex spot, and he only got 39 yards. Oh, that's it. <laughs> He got 4.4 points, yeah, in our league. Um, So, rough start for me this week. Well, there's still 15 more games on the NFL schedule for (laughs) you to get those points back. Uh, Speaking of teams in our league, though, Jesse, Uh uh, he has Devontae Adams and Trubisky. Uh, He dodged a bullet by sitting Mitch. He's starting Deshaun Watson instead. Yeah. Well done, Jesse. Yes, definitely. Although Devontae Adams, not a great start for him either. Yeah, but it's still a good play. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he didn't do what you wanted to do, but you still have to play him. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Ton He's of potential. Yeah. Uh, so our week one here, our game of the week, we went with Pittsburgh and New England. Yeah. Um, kind of go through some people that we're looking at in that game, fantasy wise, and how we expect the game to go. Mm-hmm. Um, from my perspective, I'm expecting a heavy dose of James Conner. Yeah. Uh, the secondary for New England is among the best in the NFL. J.C. Jackson is emerging in their secondary. He's a physical corner. Um, he's capable of, of guarding tight ends. I'm still going to start Vance McDonald mm-hmm. in my tight end spot. <laughs> but um, the passing game for Pittsburgh, um, I don't see a lot coming out of it in this game against New England. I would expect them to lean on the run as long as they can, as long as it's a close game. Yeah, New England's secondary is really strong, and they um, had 18 interceptions last season. Last season, I cannot speak today, uh, which was tied for third most, and Big Ben threw the most interceptions with 16 last year, tied with Andrew Luck. So, The now-retired Andrew Luck. The now-retired, yeah. Yeah, and Big Ben's picks last year were kind of a source of a bit of controversy it seems like antonio brown and <laughs> some guys kind of got on him about his interceptions and it seemed like a lot of like post-game interviews were like you know what can you do to not throw picks and yeah. it was, you could just see big ben thinking well i'm not trying to <laughs> you know <laughs> obviously i'm not doing it on of, purpose yeah, it's just kind of happening yeah yeah um but yeah the the secondary in, in new england is fantastic stefan gilmore uh, so you've got James Conner in your starting lineup, and yeah, we'll I go do. through starting lineup So I'm hoping, yeah, uh, yeah, like you said, a heavy dose of James Conner. Heavy dose of James Conner. Make up those points for Aaron Jones. <laughs> exactly. Um, just a quick fun fact here: since 2004, which is when both Brady and Roethlisberger were playing, these teams have met 13 times. New England is nine and four, including two and zero oh in the playoffs. And last year, New England was eight and zero oh at home which is where they're playing mm-hmm. on Sunday night. Um, New England is also without their starting center, David Andrews. He's on injured reserve. He had a blood clot in his lungs. And they're starting Isaiah Wynn at left tackle, who missed his rookie season with a torn Achilles. Um, so I think if Pittsburgh does have a chance of winning, they just are going to have to get to Tom Brady. Yeah, uh New England offensively, uh, when you look at Pittsburgh defensively, um, they're solid up front. T.J. Watt, Bud Dupree, Stephon Tua, Cameron Hayward. Um, Their front seven is among the best in the NFL. Um, Their secondary lacks behind what their front seven can do. Right. They only had eight interceptions last year, which ranked 28th among defenses. So 
uh, you have to expect, just as you said, that, that the defensive line is going to have to get to Brady. Um, one way that New England can combat a solid uh, front seven, though, like I don't think they're, they're going to be able to run the ball quite as effectively as they will in other weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to have to pass a little bit more, which, you know, luckily they have Tom Brady. Yeah, yeah, luckily. 42, still going strong. <laughs> yes. um, we are thinking you should fire up Julian Edelman and Josh Gordon, maybe hold off on Demarius Thomas and Philip Dorsett. We're not quite sure how deep the New England passing game is going to get. Right. And if there is a chance in the game that they just completely run over Pittsburgh, then New England really is frightening. Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. For, for everyone. Yes, for uh, sure. And, and James White should have a big game as well. Yeah. Uh, moving on from that, so, well, actually, I'm going to pick New England to win that game. Who are you going to pick? I'm picking New England as well. Yeah. It seems like Pittsburgh on the road there. They would need to be at home just to start off the season. Uh, but they've had a long time to prepare. It is yeah. week one. We saw a couple seasons ago the Chiefs went into New England week one night game, mm-hmm. and they showed some offensive wrinkles that New England was not expecting, and they got that win, but I don't think... Pittsburgh's going to do that. Yeah, I guess Pittsburgh also doesn't have the uh, locker room controversy they had last year either, so maybe they're more of a team this year. We'll see. We will find out. (laughs) So, yeah, moving on from that, we're going to go into um, the matchups that we like this this week. My first guy that I really like this week is Will Fuller. Uh, The Texans are playing at New Orleans, and Will Fuller is only being started in 30% of Yahoo leagues right now. But according to Yahoo, New Orleans gave up the most points, fantasy points per game to wide receivers last season. So Will Fuller is coming off of a torn ACL, but Bill O'Brien, who's the coach of the Texans, said that that Fuller had a good camp and he's improved his hands a lot. And prior to his injury last year, he played in seven games and he had 32 receptions for 503 yards and four touchdowns, which is a very good stat line. It's um, in this game, I would expect that DeAndre Hopkins is going to get a lot of attention from the secondary so that, of course, yeah, of course. So that, le- that that's going to leave a lot of opportunities for Fuller. I think Fuller had, um, a very good season going for him prior to his injury mm-hmm. last year. He was one of the top pickups in, in fantasy. Um, and you've got to think in this game that they're going to be behind, at yeah. least toward the end there. Mm-hmm. Maybe some garbage time points as well yeah. for Fuller, which they still count. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's fantasy. They, <laughs> they still do. count. doesn't matter what time, you know, of the game they happen. That's all right. It, it's all good. Yeah. Um, my first guy is Mark Ingram. Um, he has officially been named the starter in Baltimore in the backfield. Um, as soon as Lamar Jackson took over as the quarterback last season in Baltimore, the fantasy role uh, in the for all all the RBs went up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gus Edwards was a big-time pickup last season on the waiver wire. But as for Mark Ingram, um, even more so, they're playing the Dolphins. Yeah. Uh, Miami gave up the fifth most fantasy points to running backs last season. Um, Miami's new coach is Brian Flores. He brings a defensive system from the Patriots. Uh, you've got to think that most of their personnel in Miami is still suited uh-huh. to their old system. Yeah. Um, it's going to take a while for them to get used to that. Uh, I just don't think 
they're going to be able to stop the run whatsoever. I would fully expect Baltimore to just run completely over Miami. Yeah, so. I agree with that. And you have Mark Ingram on your team, right? Is I have right? Mark Ingram on my team, and I also have Lamar Jackson. Uh-huh. Um, I've stated in a previous podcast I wasn't necessarily high on Lamar Jackson, and then I drafted him <laughs> in all three of my fantasy leagues, <laughs> uh, just the way that it worked out. So now I am fully on Team Lamar. Yeah. Kick-ass Lamar. Yeah, yeah. I... um. I really like Mark Ingram overall. I had him a couple of years when he was with New Orleans on my fantasy teams, and he's always been solid. And now he's the number one guy in Baltimore. Yeah. So, yeah. And like you said, they're playing Miami. So, <laughs> gotta love the matchup. Yeah. Uh, my next guy that I really like is our own Mr. Irrelevant, Kirk Cousins. Hey. He is only being started in 16% of Yahoo leagues this week. But. Atlanta gave up the most fantasy points per game to quarterbacks last year. And I know they did have some injuries, but they still gave up a lot of fantasy points to quarterbacks. Um, Kirk Cousins in the past has shown flashes of stardom that he can be great, but he does have a lot of inconsistencies. I think this is a good opportunity for him to prove himself. And if you are streaming the position, like some people do, I think he's a good option for you this week. A, a f- friend of the podcast, Kirk Cousins. Um, <laughs> we definitely like him. Seemingly all the stats that I ever find on Kirk Cousins pretty much just say that he's a top 10 quarterback yeah. the majority of the time. Yeah. And I he's actually, I hated Kirk Cousins, obviously, when he was a Redskin. But you're now I don't mind Cowboys, him. Yeah, <laughs> clouding your judgments. Yeah. <laughs> I got no reason to dislike him now. He plays for Minnesota. For sure, and and that's going to be a fun game too. Yeah. Uh, two teams that I have in the in the postseason uh, should be fun. Yeah. Um, my second guy to look out for is Kenny Galladay. Uh, he's a wide receiver for the Lions. Um, mainly, again, about the matchup, they're playing the Cardinals. Uh, the offense for the Cardinals, you can't really tell what exactly is going to happen. They didn't show a lot in the preseason. Kyler Murray, obviously, a lot of expectations there. Um, but if it's anything like the offense was in college when Cliff Kingsbury was at Texas Tech, um, there's going to be a ton of time of possession mm-hmm. that the Lions can get. A ton of incomplete passes for the Cardinals, <laughs> a lot of scoring potentially. Um, and if they do get in a shootout, that will only help Galladay. Uh, currently, um, he is the top target in Detroit. Uh, his projection is 12.58 points. I think he will outdo his projection. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a good a good pick for uh, somebody to start this this week. Um so my first bad matchup that I don't like is kind of interesting because this is somebody that you have in your starting lineup oh, currently. Uh-oh. I went with Damian Williams at Jacksonville. I still love Damian. <laughs> <laughs> I um, checked, and Damian Williams is being started in 92% of Yahoo League. So a lot of people still believe in in Damian. But Jacksonville is pretty strong up front. They allowed the sixth fewest fantasy points per game to running backs last year. They've got an aggressive defensive line. they got Calais Campbell. they got that other guy whose name I don't know how to pronounce, Yannick in. In in Gakwe. In Gakwe. And last year they I believe. <laughs> I I believe that's right. If not, you know, whatever. Who had a combined <laughs> thirty three tackles for loss last season. 
Um, and then they drafted Josh Allen with the seventh overall pick this year. Another good edge rusher. They're strong defensively. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. But just, I love Andy Reid. You do. I I just, and even if he can't run, he's still going to be in the backfield. He's going to be getting a lot of receiving. I mean, maybe. My my opinion. I'm still starting. I mean, LaShawn McCoy is the highest paid running back in Kansas City right now. Which is insane. (laughs) Shady hasn't been shady in a while. uh, I'm betting on Shady. At, maybe not in this game fully, but at some point during the season. You did draft him. I did. So I hope I, it works out for me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'll we'll stay in that game. Um, I love Damien. We will see how that goes. Uh-huh. You can gloat all you want. Oh, on I our, will. Oh, oh, I will. <laughs> um, I'm going to stay in that, that game, like I said. Uh, my first guy to stay away from is Leonard Fournette. Uh, Kansas City is not stellar against the run, as they proved last season in the playoffs. Um, but I think the game flow will kind of determine this one. Uh, Kansas City, at least everyone's assumption mm-hmm. is that in every game they're going to be a juggernaut. Yeah. Um, they did play the the Jaguars last season, and that was a lot closer um, than people thought. Mm. But I think that the Jags will be down, and they'll need to pass. They'll put the ball in the hands of Nick Foles. Uh, Fournette is projected 15.41 in our league as of now. Um, I think in the second half of that game, his usage will, will go down. Um, I would expect him not to reach his projected number. Yeah. I, I mean, we're not high on Leonard Fournette to begin with. No, I'm not high on, on Fournette. So it was just kind of low hanging fruit that yeah. it was like, Oh, I, I see him playing. I'll yep. just choose Fournette, <laughs> but still, um, and I, I really, the Jags could be a sleeper in that division. I like the Jaguars. They're yeah, really, I mean, they're the defense. S- we just don't know what the offense is really going to look like. They do have Nick Foles, which is an upgrade. So Yeah, is he going to be the journeyman, or is he going to be the crazy playoff Nick Foles that wins Super Bowls? Right, yeah. yeah. We'll, we don't know yet. We'll see. Uh, my next bad matchup is on the other side of the ball in Kirk Cousins. Same game, though. Calvin Ridley. Um, he's currently being started right now in 56. 50- Six percent of Yahoo leagues, uh, but Minnesota gave up the second fewest fantasy points per game to wide receivers last season. The Minnesota D, yeah, Xavier Rhodes. So they were um, second in touchdowns allowed to wide receivers last season at home with nine. So that is not many. I would anticipate that those touchdowns will go to Julio, who just signed a big contract extension worth. $66 million guaranteed, um, and Freeman, most likely. Yeah. So I don't know if Ridley's a must-sit, but if you've got other options, I would sit him. If you're sitting Ridley, what about Austin Hooper? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to get to Austin Hooper later, but I've decided not to go with Austin Hooper this week, and I dropped him and picked up a new tight end, Delaney Walker. Instead of Jason Witten. Yes. Your guy, Jason Witten. He's still out there. I think I'm going to regret it, too. I think Jason Witten's probably going to catch a touchdown this season, or this week. We'll, we'll learn a lot more about the Falcons this week. Um, it is a tough matchup for their receivers. The secondary for the Vikings, fantastic. Mm-hmm. With Xavier Rhodes, um, strong safeties there. Yeah. Uh, my second bad matchup is Sony Michelle. Um, we did talk a little bit about new England already. Uh, I expect new England to be more, uh, in tune with the, with the passing game on Sunday night. 
And especially if they're having trouble running the ball, James White is going to be taking more of the time uh, in, in the backfield, the backfield share. Um, Michelle, of course, just the way the fantasy works, he's one TD away yeah. from this not mattering. You know, <laughs> they, they get down inside the five. He, he runs one in. Yeah. If you score a touchdown, it's already an okay week. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would go with James White instead of Sony Michelle. Yeah, just because of the passing game, right? That's why you... Yeah, and it yeah. would be very New England as well, just with all the expectations that Sony Michelle has kind of garnered in the offseason <laughs> yeah. for him to barely do anything yeah. the entire game. Bill Belichick Rex would just be Burkhead. like, I'll show you guys. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that's what he does every season. Yeah. And, and Rex Burkhead will probably be in the game. Yeah. And he'll probably get 15 carries and Sony <laughs> Michelle will just be factored out. You know, you just never know. Sonny Michelle won't even wear a uniform. He won't sit <laughs> up at all. <laughs> you just never know. I, I mean, they, they might put Demarius Thomas in the backfield and all of a sudden he's a running back. <laughs> like with with the Patriots, it's tough to tell. And I expect him to, to throw more. Maybe if you have more depth in the RB position, Sony Michelle could sit on the bench this week. Yeah. Um, so we already kind of talked about our starting lineups a little bit, but we're just going to go into who we actually have. Uh, my QB this week, I have Jameis Winston and Jared Goff, and as of right now, I've decided to go with Jameis Winston. Uh, he's got a good matchup against San Francisco, which I think is going to be a really high-scoring game. And to that effect, I also went with wide receiver Chris Godwin. And then my other receiver, Tyler Lockett, running backs, James Conner, Dalvin Cook, tight end, Delaney Dalvin, Walker. Dalvin Cook <laughs> oh, and, yeah. De- and Delaney Walker. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Elias really likes Delaney Walker, if you can't tell. <laughs> <laughs> hey, in, in our draft, there were two tight ends that I really was not high on, uh-huh. and that was Eric Ebron and, and Delaney Walker. <laughs> and if you look at all the names cross off at the end of the draft, two people that weren't drafted – in like the top 15 for tight ends, 15 or so, was Eric Ebron and Delaney Walker. That's true. I felt very happy about that. <laughs> but Delaney Walker does have a good matchup this week against Cleveland. They allowed the six most fantasy points to tight ends last season. And who else is Marcus Mariota going to throw the ball to? Corey Davis? He's got to throw the ball to somebody. Yeah. You're right Derrick about Henry that. Derrick Henry doesn't catch passes, so... Well, and hopefully with the with the Godwin and Winston connection, you can get some double touchdowns there. Yeah. Maybe throw a couple touchdowns Godwin's way. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, and then you've got the Cowboys. I do. R- rounding out your squad. <laughs> I do. Yeah, I was just going to say I have the Dallas defense, but that's not true because my kicker is also the Dallas kicker. But I do think that the Dallas defense is going to terrorize Eli Manning. You've got to think. <laughs> uh, Saquon is going to get his points. Eli, it just kind of depends on how long they allow him to be the quarterback. You know, they're not very deep. Yeah. The receiving core is not very deep. Yeah. So Eli is going to be able to, you know, check out of bad looks. Mm-hmm. He's an experienced player. I don't necessarily think that putting Daniel Jones in there is going to help anything. No, I just don't Just because he's just doesn't have the experience that Eli Manning has. Mm-hmm. Eli, while not being that good anymore, he still has, you know, that savvy to be able to check out of plays and make smart decisions. Mm-hmm. Whereas Daniel Jones doesn't have that and he's working with the same personnel. Yeah. I mean, Saquon might not get all his points either. I'm just saying. <laughs> well, speaking of my lineup, Saquon, 
Saquon is in there at RB, um, and so is Damian Williams with that interesting, intriguing <laughs> matchup in Jacksonville. Both running backs um, I'm actually not super high on this week. <laughs> Vance McDonald I have in there, who we have some doubts on. However, we are high on Lamar Jackson and Mark Ingram. I'm oh. starting Lamar Jackson over Matt Ryan. Um, Matt Ryan, a tough um, passing matchup mm-hmm. in Minnesota. I still think he's going to have a great game. There's going to be a lot of volume there, but we'll see what happens with those guys. Um, Mike Evans and Odell Beckham are my starting receivers. Mike Evans did have a stomach bug earlier in the week. Yeah, I'm just sitting here. It says he's questionable. But you've, you know, he hasn't been counted out yet. So I'm going to keep him in there as long as I can. Yeah. <laughs> uh, on the bench, my receivers, Cooper Cup, D.D. Westbrook, and Dante Pettis. All three of those guys I'm in love with. But we You're are not starting any of them, though. Well, look at my team. I think is I've it, got a pretty solid team. Is it really love if you're not starting it? Oh, it's love. So if Mike Evans doesn't play, who are you going to put in? Um, I would probably go with Cooper Cup, even though D.D. Westbrook uh, is projected more. And, well, now that I'm thinking about it, the Chiefs secondary. <laughs> Maybe. And, and I've already said they're going to be throwing a lot. Yeah, you did. Maybe the Jags. Yeah. Maybe D.D. Westbrook will get in there. We will, uh, we will see. Dante dis- Pettis, too. And I, yeah. Also, and that's also in that high-scoring Tampa Bay and, and San Francisco game. Who knew yeah. that we would have so many people <laughs> in the San Francisco and, and Tampa Bay game? <laughs> Two teams that we're not expecting too much out of. Yeah. I guess San Francisco was a dark horse playoff pick for a lot of people. But uh, yeah. Um, and then Harrison Butker, the kicker for the Chiefs. And then the Philadelphia defense, who Ooh. hopefully just takes out all their off-season anger. <laughs> On Case Keenum. I just threw up in my mouth a little my, bit. <laughs> my guy, Case Keenum, former Bronco. Good luck, Case, but I'm not counting on a lot from you this week. Yeah, no, not at all. Um, So, for fun, we kind of just decided to pick an upset game of the week who we think is going to have the biggest upset. And Elias, you went with? Carolina over Los Angeles. Okay. Um. I- the Panthers are well coached. The Rams obviously are going to be the favorite here. They are the reigning NFC champion. However, they have to travel across the country. That normally doesn't matter that much in week one, but I'm going to throw it out there anyway. <laughs> and then uh, I'm thinking Carolina squeaks by a lot of Christian McCaffrey. Late field goal, maybe. Maybe. But Carolina gets the win at home. I could see it happening. You don't think uh, Cam Newton's midfoot sprain is going to. Affect it. It it probably will. It it probably will, but not enough to take the victory away. I just I'm not as high on the Rams as a lot of people are. I'm thinking ten and six. Yeah. I went with Atlanta over Minnesota, actually. I had a couple people in that game who I'm high on, not high on, but um I don't have I mean, I don't have a whole lot of reason for it other than this I believe in Matt Ryan. (laughs) I think so probably a late Austin Hooper touchdown. That you've, would probably You've got to think there. A late Austin Hooper <laughs> touchdown puts the Falcons on top. That would, <laughs> I would cry if that happened. <laughs> well, he's all he, he's out there. You can still pick him back up. You can always take it back. I could, but I think you're trying to sabotage me by convincing me to do that. <laughs> People are going to be scrambling for Austin Hooper. He's out there now. You've got to go get him. Yeah. Uh, so now, now with the upsets... Do you want to cover Antonio Brown? Do we, you know? Oh, gosh. I mean, he's out I there. feel like we kind of have to mention it that as of this morning, there's more news. So on Thursday, was it? They 
came out and said that he got into it with Mike Mayock over the fines. It's tough to tell. It's all <laughs> bleeding into one just big, giant cluster of crap. Oh, so he got into it. They were going to fine him. He got mad, got into it with Mike Mayock. And then they claimed they were going to suspend him. But then the next day, Gruden came out and said he was going to play on Monday, which was yesterday. And then the last night... It seemed like they fined him again, like $215,000. Did you watch the video? I did watch his video, yeah. <laughs> this uh, black and white video of Antonio Brown, essentially, I in a Raiders that. uniform. Um, he's playing with his kids. And it's this big thing that is basically trying to paint them, like paint himself yeah. in this really great light. But then on top of the video, there is a recorded conversation that he has with John Gruden. Uh-huh. That is really confusing. Um, I'm also wondering if John Gruden knew that he was he, being recorded. Probably no, not. No, there's no <laughs> way in hell. You, you, John Gruden's gonna. Can you see like Antonio Brown like walking up to John Gruden and John Gruden with like his Chucky face on, you know? And, and he and he's just gonna be like, you know, Antonio, how about you just play football? Yeah. How about you just play football? Yeah, I mean, it sounds like something he would he would do. You it know, did. it's very confusing. But now, uh, as of later today. He, this morning, yeah. Well, as of as of later today, he has a chance to sign with a new team. Yeah, he was there's released. A, there's a deadline. I believe it was either noon today or 2 p.m. today. Oh, there's a deadline. I didn't know there was a deadline. Yeah, there's some sort of time frame. It was on ESPN, trust me. So what happens if he doesn't <laughs> meet the deadline? No, no. Once that deadline hits, after that, he can sign with a new team. Oh. So that's why no news has come out about whether he signed anywhere, his agent... Oh, it must be 2 p.m. because right now it's 1.17 p.m. And he hasn't and we signed anywhere. <laughs> well, maybe nobody wants him, but I, I doubt that. Um, I, I don't know. My, my dark horse candidate is, is the Patriots. Oh, gosh. I just want to plead with Jerry Jones to not sign Antonio Brown. I don't think we need him. But the Cowboys, I mean, everybody knows they're known for signing people like this. Drama. Yeah. <laughs> whole lot of drama (laughs) so that would be my worst nightmare jerry loves talent he does and the the talent is there the talent is definitely there yes you cannot take that away from antonio brown the talent is definitely there but yeah so to to wrap that up he's been released from the raiders they had enough they find him and that took away his guarantees and so he actually posted on instagram did you see his post no i didn't he petitioned them to release him and so they did. Wow. Yeah. Well, if there's any two guys that are not going to put up with a lot of nonsense, you would think it would be John Gruden and Mike Mayock. Yeah. So yeah. perhaps not the organization to be doing this. And then now there's a whole theory that he is just doing it just to get out of there. Yeah. That's um, what, that's my theory. <laughs> and, you know, I was talking about it this morning go. and I'm like, maybe he's just the smartest man on earth. And this was the plan all along because Steelers traded him to the Raiders. Maybe he didn't want to be there. And he did everything he could. And now he can go play for whoever he wants to. Watch him go to New England or to Kansas City. Oh, my God. What if Kansas City signed him? That would be terrible. Like, nobody would be able to beat him. Theoretically. Yeah, that would be Yeah, the offense would be incredible. Um, As a Broncos fan, those two games 
<laughs> would likely get ugly, even though the Broncos secondary uh, is solid. Chris Harris is back. Yeah, that's Nevertheless, true. though, Antonio Brown out on the market. Maybe by the time we get this up, he will have a new team. Maybe. We shall see. And then, you know, it's just kind of something you feel like you have to talk about it. Yeah, when you, you have to. He's everywhere. Antonio actually, Brown is just everywhere, and it's so is, frustrating. And, you know, I actually felt kind of bad for him yesterday. The, the Raiders had a press conference, and he... It showed him apologizing to the team and, you know, saying he was glad to be back with the Raiders. And he actually seemed, like, kind of sad. And I was Genuine? Like, yeah. yeah. And I was like, this guy, like, maybe he just needs help. Maybe somebody needs to help him. I, I think that's that's true. And yeah. you can get into that whole angle, too, of, yeah. of mental health. Yeah. Or maybe it's just a plan. Maybe it's just it, a plan. You know, we're on the outside looking in. Yeah. I watched my share of Hard Knocks and I still don't have any more knowledge of, about this than any, anybody else. <laughs> Even though on, on Hard Knocks, you know, on some of our previous podcasts, we were talking about like, you know, his feet and all that. Yeah, yeah. They showed his feet like close up on Hard Knocks and all that. And I, I watched that the other night. Mm-hmm. It's pretty rough. Yeah, yeah. It probably hurt like hell. Not like sure. his feet, like the skin's peeling off the bottom and that. Yeah. It's just, it's, the whole situation has been nuts. It has. Um. So we talked a lot about our fantasy draft. Um, we put up a fantasy draft pod earlier this week and a video to go along with that. Yeah. Um, please check those out. Our draft was at the Old Man Bar, which is an awesome location in Broomfield, Colorado. It was great. Please please go there as well and yeah. enjoy a frosty beverage. And great wings. They have the best wings. Oh, the wings are great. Yeah. Uh, if you haven't checked out uh, the, the video or the podcast, it is on Twitter and Instagram at BTBW Podcast. Um, and as always, our pods can be found on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. Um, good luck in week one. Thank you for joining us. Fantasy is finally back. Yeah. And we'll talk to you next week. Yeah. Thanks. Bye. Bye.